Hey everybody, producer Dave here. This is an unedited interview that I recorded with Julian Field of the QAnon Anonymous podcast on Saturday, March 16th, 2019. There's some links to their podcast in the show notes. You should certainly check it out, especially episode one, which we talk a little bit about in this interview. And don't forget to check out the Plex podcast, of course, every Sunday at 7 p.m. Pacific, live at echoplexmedia.com. And you can join the Discord at discord.me slash echoplex. Joining me via Discord, I have Julian Field. How you doing? Good. Thanks for having me on. Oh, man. Thanks for doing this. Your podcast is cool, and it's kind of in our orbit. So I was real, uh, it was kind of cool to you know get to Twitter know you guys or whatever over the maybe the last month or so. I've been following you guys. Well, thanks for the kind words, man. I, I appreciate it. You know, when we started it, we uh, didn't know if anybody would listen. And to be honest, the first six episodes are shit. We had to re-record the first one and uh, offline the rest just so we wouldn't confuse. Uh, hello? Yeah, hey. hey. <laughs> uh, it, you got cut off at the end there. Oh, yeah. I, I was saying we offlined the episodes because uh, they were confusing people. Uh, the early episodes was just me and Jake. We were a little more scattered, and uh, Jake was uh, letting slip some uh, misinformation. And I, I mean, you know, I tried to catch it all, but I couldn't because it's just so much. He's so. Gotcha. Gotcha. Well, now there's three of you, right? You guys have added Travis. Absolutely. Yeah. Travis uh, was the first person to come uh, in the studio in person and it was just a great fit. He was a recurring guest and then it just was naturally, uh, we kind of integrated him and now we kind of like own it all together, sort of. That's great. His Twitter is excellent. And so is the Twitter for the podcast. I just started following your Twitter when, uh, like when, when I reached out to you the other day. So uh, I encourage everybody to follow uh, the ano- the QAnon Anonymous podcast on Twitter. And there's links to all the Twitters for all the all the hosts and uh, on the on the Twitter. And it, it, it's the Twitter feeds are good. The people seem nice and uh, they're definitely in our orbit. That's one of the reasons I wanted to have someone from Q anonymous or Q anon anonymous on this show because it's sort of confusing, in our right? We we purposefully made it confusing, and I think what's funny is the name ended up being one of those things that uh, hooked people in because at first they would be like, "What the fuck is this?" Then they would look closer, realize that there's satire, and be like, "Oh, like I'm in on this joke," and they would kind of you know listen. Uh, we got I think we got a lot of traction from that because you know me and Jake when we started out we had nothing, we had no followers, we had no online presence, you know, so it was just like really you know <laughs> grassroots operation. Yeah, I, I, I definitely understand that. And it's, it's, you know, content creation is a rough game. There's a lot of people doing it now. And, uh, it's, it's good to see you, you get noticed because, uh, you're covering something that's like way down the rabbit hole and you're doing it in a way that's really fun and accessible for normies as, as people might, might call them. Yeah, we, we that, that's one of the reasons we uh, re-recorded episode one is because you know we had to kind of put together a glossary. There's just so much shit. You know, it's it's such an insane theory. I mean, I don't know if your listeners are familiar, but QAnon is a kind of conspiracy theory started on uh, on 4chan and 8chan, and uh, you know it posits that this kind of guy who has uh, military uh, level clearance or whatever uh, has all this like inside information, and then it spins out into a million different directions, including you know baby eating. Uh, uh, like a, a, an elaborate spy story, um, you know, and a, and, a, and a shadowy cabal that uh, traffics uh, children and, you know, c- commits a, 
commits horrifying atrocities. And and then if you look even deeper, you find, of course, the usual stuff: racism, anti-Semitism, all these all these age-old, you know, uh, anger triggers for people who uh, are lost and and don't feel well. Yeah, you know, one of the things I say, uh, and I think we kind of say here as an organization, is the odds are pretty strong that if you find a conspiracy theorist, if you ask them enough questions and don't just immediately start trolling them, you're gonna fi- what you're going to find at the bottom of that is some kind of bigotry or some kind of fear of the other that's it, driving or like catalyzing the conspiracy theory they believe in. Yeah, one of the other factors that I think uh, we we explored a few times and and kind of like realized, you know, was a was a huge catalyst is just economic uh, disparity. Difficult times they tend to spawn an alternate uh, thinking system because normal life is unbearable. That may be the case. So I wanted to ask: Have you always been interested in conspiracy theories? No, actually, Jake is way more interested in conspiracy theories, and I'm interested in Jake's brain. Uh, so, you know, it was a natural a natural pairing, you know. And, uh, I mean, to be honest, we were going to start a, a podcast about post-truth. Uh, we had two episodes recorded, and then the comedian that we were, you know, doing it with got a job in Vegas and had to leave to there or whatever. Uh, so it never really happened, but, uh, you know, it's it's it definitely, in a way, that is what this podcast, I mean, that, that podcast kind of became QAnon Anonymous, mostly because Jake on Xbox was just like, oh, I'm going to, I'm going full QAnon or whatever. And I was like, what, what are you fucking talking about? <laughs> like, what, what even is this? And so the first few episodes that we recorded without Travis are literally just him trying to explain this shit, but he's trying to hide the scarier parts because he's still kind of buying into part of it uh, because he just loves a good yarn, you know? And, uh, you know, and then the problem is that, uh, you know, fiction tends to bleed into real life and, and so we had to save our boy Jake. You know, I listened to uh, episode one, and I thought it was—I thought it was pretty good. It made some sense. I'd, uh, I'd like to hear the first version of it after having heard the the version that I guess you might describe as the fixed version. Yeah, we actually, well, funnily enough, there's actually two previous versions of that episode. The first one was a total mess, you know, with me really trying. I mean, he was just throwing stuff at me right out of his brain. And I had to kind of juggle all these crazy facts and try to, like, you know, prove or disprove. So it didn't involve as much research and writing as as we've come to enjoy and we've come to integrate. And then the second episode is literally just Jake trying to lay out Spygate, which is really just one aspect of QAnon, and trying to convince me of Spygate using all these mainstream media sources. So it's pretty funny, but it's, you know, it's basically just two crazy people talking to each other. So did you, were you aware of QAnon before you started to try to do a podcast, like, or before your friend mentioned it? Like, I guess you, on Xbox, you were, the, the voice chat on Xbox, I guess, is where your friend mentioned this. Were you, like like peripherally aware of it or was this the first you'd heard of it? I was peripherally aware of it and uh, I was, I was familiar with Pizzagate and, you know, I mean, I, I listened to like political podcasts, specifically the kind of, uh, you know, uh, DSA, the line podcast. And so, you know, I, I was interested in this kind of uh, motley crew of, uh, you know, disingenuous uh, lunatics, you know, and uh, it was just one step further to like, yeah, Jack Posobiec and, and, you know, this kind of like, you know, like conspiracy light guys who like pushed Pizzagate and then kind of pulled back and became like soft core white nationalists. Um, so I kind of like I was led in through um, politics and Jake, I think, was led in more uh, from the conspiracy stuff that he seeks out and consumes. So I found QAnon just in my general 
a research sort of, I mean, I hate to use the word research because of the way conspiracy theory theorists use it. And I am researching conspiracy theorists primarily to find the dumb things that they're saying, like on their YouTube channel, so I can clip it out and put it on my show. So I don't have to make any real content, you know? And <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I know, I know the game. And so the thing I noticed about QAnon is outside of that lady, Liz Croak, and you're not fine. I'm not finding, I'm not seeing a lot of, um, people talking about it like on a YouTube video or even like on podcasts or whatever in the same way that I'm seeing uh, other conspiracy theorists where you can find a dumb flat earth video in about three seconds flat on YouTube, but finding, finding some kind of finding like little celebrities within QAnon isn't really the same as like the chemtrails movement or uh, flat earth. So for us, it's a little bit harder to harder to cover. So I'm like, I think I think our listeners should definitely be be checking out what you guys are doing. Uh, well, thanks. Yeah, I mean, one of the things that is particular about QAnon is it's it's a decentralized uh, conspiracy theory. It's kind of fed by this anonymous poster, and then everybody goes and spins off and makes theories and be you know they build their followings. But if you look at QAnon, it doesn't have like a kind of central doctrine. It just has you know all these posts, thousands of posts, and then. Um, and then just people, yeah, like spinning off and uh, interpreting them. So it is a bit like the kind of bit torrent of conspiracy theories. It's hard to find, but it's actually proliferating much more than you think. And uh, I think if you can't find it on, on YouTube, I, I, don't, I don't know if that's true. I, I think you can type QAnon into anything and find a million things. I mean, the book is now out. That, that's a big list of major influencers that, that wrote those chapters in the book, which we're going to explore on the premium episode this week. And let me tell you, it is so far out there. I mean, it's outrageous the claims being made in some of these chapters yeah i've seen a little something about the book i i didn't mean to say that it's not on a uh, youtube maybe i was a uh, maybe i was a little less specific than i should have been i meant to say like there aren't like okay so i don't know if you're familiar with the chemtrails conspiracy but there's a few little celebrities oh, yeah. that have their little gofundmes going on like uh dane wigington or mike well michael murphy went off the deep end or this lady madison star moon and i just haven't either either that exists and i can't find it within QAnon, and i'm not finding the videos or it's not there and it's like a different sort of uh paradigm than uh, the conspiracy theories we're used to yeah, I mean, a lot of the time it's hidden behind a different name, you know, like Jordan Sather's a big one. And I think he has like a, a, I can't even remember the name of his show, but it's like something like, you know, uncovering truth or something. And then if you go to uh, some other ones, they'll it'll be called like Patriot Soapbox or something like that, you know. So oftentimes they don't they don't front and center the word QAnon. They'll they'll do where we go one we go all, which is their kind of slogan, and they shorten it to WW, you know, whatever the fucking the acronym for that. Uh, and yeah, so they they do hide it a little bit because they don't want to seem. They know that people think it sounds a little bit off kilter and so they'll come at it sideways and they try to red pill you softly at first you know they're not going to come at you and tell you about the cabal and the pedophiles at first it's more just like hey trump got spied on or you know uh what you know what wh why don't we have like glory anymore what happened to our great nation you know this kind of general sentiment the boobers have uh that uh things have gone to shit even though um, you know uh I don't know if you noticed, but boomers kind of caused it all. And now they're just sitting in it, blaming, uh, you know, the next generation and spinning off into weird conspiracy theories just to cope. Well, even if the boomers didn't cause it they're as a, as a demographic, they're doing pretty well. Yeah. They all have like two houses and they work like a minimum wage job, you know? And it's just like, what, what reality 
the reality that spawned uh, the boomers is uh, so different. You know, uh, it was a thriving post-war country and uh, very, just very different. And what's funny is that the reason it thrived uh, after the war is because a lot of systems were nationalized and centralized and the U.S. became very effective uh, at pumping out like weaponry and shit like that because they had centralized everything. And, you know, um, afterwards, of course, the New Deal uh, kind of came into play and stuff like that. But it's funny to look at uh, how America has prospered the most when it kind of leaned a bit socialist, usually after a, a hardcore trauma from like war. That is uh, that is interesting, and I uh, I certainly uh, share your uh, share your view on that. That um, you know the, the government can do uh, things to make the average person more wealthy. In fact, that's one of the things the government should be doing. But you brought up the boomers, and for me, that was one of the the, the things about QAnon that made like a lot less sense to me. Is usually like when you encounter, a con- uh, I'll just call them like your kind of garden variety truther online. They're like twenty seven. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I totally see what you mean. Uh, you know, the reason for that, I think, is that uh, the culture on 4chan and 8chan, first of all, I don't think there's a lot of boomers just doing 4chan and 8chan. And what happens is 4chan and 8chan, you know, have a system set up with, you know, taxonomy and everything of like ca- carrying out operations, whether it's harassment or pranks or hacking or DDoS or f- physical violence or even mass shootings. A lot of it is launched in a very structured way from 4chan and 8chan, and they see themselves a certain way. And I think in a way they are feeding the poison pill to boomers because you know they are jesters and fucking lovers of chaos and this kind of dumb edgelord shit and so yeah they 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 kind of feed these red pills out they set up websites like uh, qmap.pub or whatever where you can easily access all the drops and then the boomers actually hang out mostly like on facebook or twitter just kind of confusingly typing out their half thoughts uh (laughs) and and reading blurry jpegs and drawing red lines between shit um so it's it's weird because it's layered like that and it's i think it's a very self-conscious thing on the kind of pepe MAGA, 4chan, 8chan troll side, like they they know the boomers can be weaponized and hijacked, so they're like those little fucking uh, those little that, that ant or whatever that like you know, fucking attaches to the stem of your brain and, and, and makes you basically takes over your entire body that's what we got, we've got little Pepe Krang in these big boomer bodies <laughs> and they're fucking just w- walking around just causing chaos and smashing stuff and losing their entire families because they're so crazy yeah, that was <laughs> okay. So the 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 losing of their families, and I can't go to Thanksgiving because everybody will make fun of me posts and like the pictures of the baloney and stuff. First of all, some of those people were not real Q and honest, and they were just trolling. But it was funny nonetheless. Yeah, I mean, uh, the episode we did with Crank T. Nelson, basically he had infiltrated the bo- the board and he was talking about how he went in as, uh, I think, just like Charles T. Nelson or something like that, just barely changing anything. And they found that he was reposting their shit and they were like, we got to root out this Crank T. Nelson. He's, he's, a, he's, you know, he's among us. He's infiltrated us. And then uh, <laughs> Crank just posted as Charles T. Nelson, like, yeah, let's get him. <laughs> And nobody even figured it out. So that's what's happening there. Whereas on 4chan and 8chan, you do have these kind of autistic uh, young men who, you know, never have sex, uh, whether it's by choice or, uh, or you know, they see that it's not by choice or whatever. They perceive that it's the fault of women or whatever. But yeah, th- those guys are much smarter, much more um, agile, and they know what they're doing. It's structured, you know, whereas the boomers, like, they'll follow along in a harassment campaign, but they need to have it written out on, the, on a post-it, you know? So do you think QAnon is just one person? 
I think the account changed several times. I mean, just based on syntax, grammar, basic uh, expression, I'd say uh, there's been a couple of changes. Um, We're actually investigating this week on the main podcast, like whether uh, the originators are just these couple of like trolls that then lost control of it. um, And they were more like kind of MAGA aligned. And, and, you know, I don't know if you know this, but there's a, a history of like anons or whatever that pretend to have inside information on 4chan and 8chan this is not the first time it it ranges back to years ago there was like people claiming to be time travelers and shit like that and they would post like very elaborate very you know organized uh posts describing exactly like the shit they know and QAnon is just a development of that that just somehow it's stuck and like you know it's just like who knows why one survives and the other dies but like it's it's thriving so I get the impression from you that you don't believe that this is some uh, government official with high level clearance just dropping all this, uh, un, I guess, forbidden information onto 4chan in some kind of weird, some kind of weird like poetry or, you know, that you don't you're not buying that part of it. Well, we we've examined their proofs, you know, and the proofs are are usually people uh, doing interpretations of the drops or whatever. And like, you know, it goes from the very simple, like, this is what he means to like creating an elaborate clock uh, that is like some sort of, you know, numerology, like future predictor thing where they, you know, prove that he knew all along. But I've never seen anything convincing that he he knows anything. And and honestly, from the pictures that that he or she or whatever, uh, we just say he because, you know, after a while, we just fucking defaulted and honestly the energy seems pretty shitty and masculine to be honest so but but anyways uh you know those, those posts um uh they, yeah like like i said they've they seem to have changed uh dramatically over time and uh, there were issues with like uh the password being posted and shit like that but every time he's posted images uh the images are supposed to be like oh this is me on air force one or this is me like you know like the, with the president's pen or some shit and then you do like a simple image search and you find that it's like in an article and he just cropped it and turned it or something so it's like i'm sorry but if you have inside information wouldn't you not fuck up those basics like you could easily just post a photo from inside a base or inside any kind of room you know and it's like it doesn't happen because it's not true you know is the, do you think there's a chance that QAnon or something like it could be perpetrated by I don't know intelligence operatives from America from fucking Russia from Germany for all you know from China there's definitely a large bot effort from the people that want to see, I think, uh, a kind of like white nationalism rise. You know, they've figured it out. They're using farms and a lot of it is coordinated. That's why a lot of these kind of like alt-right and far-right figures are now meeting with each other. You know, Steve Bannon goes to Europe to tour around, make sure that everybody in Poland and Austria are still fucking fashing out. So, yeah, it's it, I'd say that that's quite structured. But I mean, have you, you know, I mean, Julian Assange uh, or Edward Snowden, those are the real cues. Like those are the real cues they had real information and they put it out there and then they they inevitably got doxxed or whatever and uh or they doxxed themselves and you know that i mean that's the real cue i mean those guys have constant inside information so you can't really argue with it i don't understand why you would settle for like uh, milk toast uh blurry jpegs when you have uh, all these files i mean i think the podesta emails are maybe like a flashpoint for QAnon. They, they you know it started pizzagate as well so the interpretation of those emails and you know what those emails were i believe leaked by wikileaks but who knows who fed it to them so you uh, mentioned pizzagate and it seems to me that pizzagate is just kind of rolled right into QAnon. is that is if even if a little too simple is that is that accurate 
Well, I mean, let's put it this way. You know, we always say like Pizzagate is the indie first film and then uh, QAnon is like the big budget blockbuster. You know, they pulled out all the stops. It's like, no, it's not just like one basement. And, you know, John Podesta is like, you know, whatever, like handkerchief or and you know Hillary Clinton ordering walnut sauce. Now it's actually a network, an international network of trafficking that's, you know, like we need to build a wall to stop it or whatever. And Saudi Arabia is involved and all these other countries are involved. And it's like, hey, you know, I mean, I, I'm not I'm a cynic. So I do. Do I think that they're, you know, high level people uh, are, you know, uh, in many cases, pedophiles and that they're involved in trafficking? Yes. But I, I don't think that that they're deciphering any truth. Like they're really lost on a tangent. And it's kind of it, it's kind of sad. Well, you know, it, I've I've always said that just because corruption exists doesn't mean that the truthers are right. Like corruption existing you person X could be wrong about everything and the world could be completely corrupt. Do you know what I'm saying? I mean, you don't have to look very far to see like shocking and interesting things. If you look at Cointelpro and the way they assassinated, you know, the leader of, uh, of the black Panthers in his home while he was in his bed. I mean, th this shit ha ha has happened throughout, you know, the letters sent to, uh, uh, to civil rights, uh, leaders trying to, you know, co convince them to commit suicide and shit like that. I mean, I, I don't understand why you need a theory to be honest. Just that's why my, I think my role on the show is really bringing facts and doing the deeper research because I, I think the truth is often way more interesting than, than this shit. Like if you look into uh, a lot of these things, you know, but, but what's sad is that, you know, it comes from a real place, this frustration and this idea of injustice and the elites are taking advantage of us. And these people have all this energy and because they have no class consciousness and they're undereducated or whatever, uh, and they've just kind of been brainwashed by Fox and the people around them, like their energy goes nowhere. It never actually confronts capital or confronts any of the elites. And, um, so I guess my last question here, at least the ones that I have written down is, do you think that the QAnon phenomena is dangerous? Yes, absolutely. Um, I think it's, it's dangerous as part of a larger dangerous system in which we've built platforms where people can radicalize each other and white nationalism uh, is thriving there. And we just experienced a 49 uh, death shooting that was you know, very literally, you know, announced on 8chan and then uh, carried out like with memes and trying to basically build that shit in. And I saw some posts from some 8chan people on, you know, who fucking knows how old they are or if they're being serious, but they're like literally just laughing that the guy like slipped in a, a particular meme into his manifesto or whatever which you know don't go read it or whatever it's not worth it but i didn't i didn't read it to be honest but uh, i do know that he slipped in a bunch of like meme references and that on hn they were like that's so funny dude i'm dying over here it's like dude you're talking about a guy who killed 49 people i mean these you know you need a reality check you know it's very vicious i think the anti-muslim sentiment is very real i think uh the anti-black sentiment is is very real there's a lot of racism a lot of misogyny and and just a general uh trust in authoritarianism and love for all these like you know like the bolsonaros or the trumps of the world that uh you know are just uh uh brainless despots who you know m like use these systems of oppression that have been set up long before them and uh and just just do whatever the fuck they want they're just bored you know they're just a cat toying with a mouse that is definitely something i'm going to co-sign right there and uh, before we go, I noticed you wrote a book for Zero Books. And the fire oh, yeah. the book's called Fire Hides Everywhere. You wanna you wanna tell people a little bit about that and where they can find it before we get out of here? 
Sure, absolutely. I mean, I think you can just find it online or whatever. I think it was carried by a few bookstores. Zero Books has their distribution network, uh, you know, but they publish a lot of theory. And, and mine was the second book they published that was considered speculative fiction. Now, that sounds pompous or whatever, but it's 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 more simple than that. It's a fiction book. And uh, it's set actually in post-apocalyptic France. And it posits that, you know, during a, a kind of time of conflict, everybody of, of you know, uh, able age was you know sucked into uh the fighting and so only the oldest and youngest people are left behind and the story revolves around a man who lives on this farmhouse and kind of has this very methodical way of going through his day and taking care of several children that he's found uh in the countryside and so it's it's kind of like lord of the flies um not not I mean, I yeah. I, sometimes I, I I make that reference, but uh, maybe Cormac McCarthy as well. If you like something very dark, because uh, it, it is dark, but it's also you know has uh, redemption and beauty. I think uh, within it. But I just love post-apocalyptic shit so much, and uh, you'll find that the book is you know uh, quite dense like kind of i hesitate to say but literary you know i didn't really write a straightforward thriller but it's definitely a psychological thriller and and yeah you can find it everywhere fire hides everywhere um that's weird i just said everywhere twice but yeah ah, that, that's that's cool no worries my my audience is uh my audience is discerning but not not pedantic <laughs> lovely you hear that everybody you're getting a beautiful compliment from this they get them all the time. They get them all the time. I wouldn't I wouldn't do this if it wasn't for them. And uh, where's the best place to find your podcast? Well, you can just type uh, QAnon. That's, you know, letter Q and then the beginning of anonymous and then uh, space and then anonymous. So QAnon anonymous on any po- podcast platform. We're on Spotify. We're on iTunes. We're on the Play Store, whatever the fuck. And then uh, if you want premium episodes, you can come to patreon.com slash QAnon anonymous. And, and there basically every week we put out a second episode. Uh, it's not we don't skimp on it. We do as much. We put in as much effort. Um, and uh, yeah. Yeah, that's where you can find it and uh, come follow us on Twitter too. We're always, I'm always shit posting and doing weird shit. And then Travis is always doing his beautiful research. You know, he's very much the organized dad of the podcast. I'm, I, I'm more, I'm a bit more of a shit poster. And then Jake, I mean, following Jake is a, an adventure in and of itself. You have to experience it. You know, he's posting videos of him yelling at trucks because he, he knows that they're, you know, so he's very entertaining. Well, great, man. Thanks for taking the time today. Thank you so much for having me on. It was a real pleasure.